This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. What a night in Foxborough, Massachusetts. My goodness, plenty of drama, history, subplots, and in the end, another Tampa Bay Buccaneers victory. And another game pulled out by Tom Brady at Gillette Stadium, this time as the visiting quarterback. 1917 is the final on the fourth of four Ryan Suckup field goals from 48 yards out. It ends up being the game winner just outside of the two-minute warning. And the Buccaneer defense held New England enough. And then another former Buccaneer kicker in Nick Folk, who had made so many field goals. What? I think he had made 36 field goals in a row before Doink off the left upright in the final minute of the game. And the Bucs are able to squeak out a victory to get to 3-1 and one on the season. Welcome in to Nothing But Bucks. It is the podcast just for you, the Bucks fans, that recaps each and every Buccaneer game. I am the somewhat awake host in the middle of the night after the win in Foxborough, Massachusetts. So please bear with me as we go over some of the highlights, give you post-game interviews. Special guest Mean Gene Deckerhoff will be here, Buccaneer fans. Fire them cannons! Gene will be here uh, in a little bit on Nothing But Bucks to give you some thoughts on this game tonight. I wanted to come to you, though, uh, in the aftermath of this Sunday night win, Sunday night, October the 3rd. So I'm doing so in the middle of the night before we travel back to Tampa early in the morning on Monday. And in each and every case, I'm going to promote here again, we come your way day after the game as quickly as we can get the podcast to you, making all of this effort. We come your way uh, the day after the game as a recap with highlights, with interviews, my insight and analysis from on the sideline on what was a rainy, cool night in Foxborough, but it's not one that we will soon forget. I'll give you some insight into the pregame ceremony here in a moment, uh, and then tell you about this one and how it ended in the uh, postgame and what I saw and what I witnessed. But we've got all of this for you. And a reminder, however you found this podcast, whether you found us through a social media link, you found us through Buccaneers.com, the Buccaneers mobile app, you can uh, subscribe away. That is the easiest way to get it. Find us on the Buccaneers mobile app after each and every Buccaneer game, the day after the game, the podcast will be there. But also subscribe because on Apple uh, Podcast, on Spotify, this will automatically come to you. Just search for Nothing But Bucks, the official podcast, uh, the recap podcast of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Nothing But Bucks. It'll come automatically to you whenever it is new, whenever it is out. You'll get an alert on your phone, your iPad, etc. Subscribe away. All right, so let me set the scene for you, and then we'll get into the highlights uh, we knew with all the buildup for the last few months that this was going to be quite the Sunday night game on NBC with the Buccaneers taking on the Patriots. It only happens every eight years. It's the first time ever that Tom Brady had played in Gillette Stadium as the visiting quarterback. So it was going to be weird. It was going to be different. And they slated it for week four of the season. We had all been pointing to it. And I don't think it's an over-exaggeration to say the most planned Buccaneer uh, regular season a game, uh, let's just uh, call it the most important and significant regular season game that the Bucks have ever had. The most watched, the most attention. I mean, they've been building this game up for months. And this entire week, it's all they were talking about. I mean, for goodness sake, uh, yes, NBC was tele- televising the game, but the Today Show was live from Gillette Stadium on NBC Friday morning. Uh, obviously, their Sunday night football pregame show was live from Gillette Stadium on Sunday night. 
the the uh, ESPN NFL Countdown Show live from Gillette Stadium, even though they're not televising the game. Yes, ESPN is based in New England in Bristol, Connecticut, but they came and did their pregame show with Samantha Ponder and Randy Moss and Rex Ryan and Teddy Bruschi and Matt Hasselback live for three hours prior to the Sunday night game non-stop on local media in New England, on local media in Tampa Bay, everywhere they were talking about this game. So I don't think it's an over-exaggeration to say it's the most scrutinized, anticipated Buccaneer regular season game ever. Not a game with a playoff spot on the line or a huge game at the end of the year uh, where you were potentially going to lock up home field advantage, et cetera, in terms of overall playoff significance. But in terms of scrutiny, prime time, and the buildup, this is it in terms of road games. That Cowboy game is probably uh, close to it in Buccaneer history. 40, what, 46 seasons of Buccaneer football because the Cowboy opener was so anticipated and it's the Dallas Cowboys you're playing for Tom Brady. Now he's returning to New England to go against Bill Belichick. Six Super Bowls together and now Brady got one the year after he leaves New England. And so that was the backdrop. That was the buildup. And they did honor Tom Brady just before the teams came out on the field. It was a, a chilling moment on a little bit of a chilly night. Just neat to be part of as they did that video tribute and said thank you to Tom Brady for all the Super Bowls. Uh, just a, a, a special time. And the Patriot fans, to their credit, good sportsmanship. They wanted to thank Tom Brady for all the wins. You know, when you really think about it, they never had a chance to say goodbye to Tom Brady because he left in free agency after their playoff loss to the Titans a couple of years ago, he left that March, March of 2020, and came to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then goes on to win the Super Bowl in the, in the just Hollywood script of seasons in year one in Tampa Bay. So they stood up, they cheered, they cheered for Tom Brady uh, when he came out on the field at the pregame warm-up about an hour before the game. But then when it came time to play the game, they were booing Tom Brady at the very beginning and booing him loudly. And good for them, uh, the fans of New England. Uh, on this because you wouldn't expect anything else. He's now the enemy. He's now dressing in the visiting locker room. He's on the visiting sideline. He's in Buccaneer white pewter with a pewter helmet on. And yet in the end, Brady would get the win. So let's go back to the highlights and how this one played out. We'll go over some stats, some post-game interviews. The Buccaneer defense was much better against rookie quarterback Mac Jones, the for now replacement for Tom Brady. Remember, it was Cam Newton a year ago that was a replacement. Now it's Mac Jones, the Alabama first-round pick that was in there. And the Buccaneers were rude, rude from the beginning with their defense and their pass rush. The pass rush was back on Sunday night at Gillette Stadium. Second down five. Jones under trouble. He is going to be sacked. The Buccaneers sacked, and it is Troy Tryon Shoyenka, his first NFL sack. These the calls of the Hall of Famer Mean Gene Deckerhoff, Dave Moore, and I on the radio broadcast, Joe Tryon Shoyenka. The first-round pick out of Washington gets his first quarterback sack on Mac Jones, and the Buccaneers are able to force a punt. And early on in this game, the Buccaneers, after getting that punt, got the run game established with playoff Lenny. He was regular season Lenny, Leonard Fournette. Third down and two. Bucks convert 41 and a half percent on third down. Need to reach the 21 of beyond. Inside handoff, Lenny Fournette dives. His way. He's got the first down and slams. He's still going to the 40-yard line. Playoff Lenny looking like it's a playoff game. And boy, he runs right up the gut. Made two or three miss and ran over two. It's a first down for the Bucs. 21-yard run, and Leonard Fournette nearly had 100 yards on the game total. He ran hard between the tackles uh, in this football game and came up with some key catches 
running for first downs. A lot of tough yardage for Leonard Fournette in this game. Good to see him. And then it came to a record night. I didn't even mention this in the buildup, that Tom Brady had a chance to surpass Drew Brees for the, the all-time record for yardage thrown in the NFL record book. And he would do that in the first half of this game, uh, in the first quarter, actually, of this game. He would surpass Drew Brees' record over 70,000 yards passing. Incredible. Here is how Gene called it as Brady got the record. Tom Brady has completed four of seven passes for 40 yards. One back set. Draw foot. Play action fake. Sold nicely by Brady. Throws upfield. Caught ball. First down inside the 20 to the 15. Mike Evans. He is going to be stopped at the 14-yard line. That just may be the magic number of 68. Uh, Tom Brady breaks the Drew Brees record, and Brees had broken the Peyton Manning record, who had broken the Brett Favre record. And look, Tom Brady may be caught at some point down the road by somebody. It's not going to be by Brees or Manning or Favre. They're obviously all retired. Drew Brees was in the house doing NBC TV in the studio show pregame, halftime, postgame. So Tom Brady now stands on the mountaintop. So many records for this guy. Six Super Bowl wins with the New England Patriots. Now seven total, getting one with the Bucs. The all-time yardage record and some other records will probably fall as well as we go along for Tom Brady on the all-time record list. All right, so this game did not have a lot of scoring, especially in the first half, but the Buccaneers did get on the board right here as uh, Ryan Suckup put one through the uprights. 29-yard field goal attempt from Ryan Suckup. The kick is airborne, and it is good. And Tampa Bay leads New England 3 to nothing. Suckup's field goal from 29 yards out. You wanted a touchdown, and the Bucs have been so good at getting touchdowns in the red zone. Instead, you only got a field goal for the 3-0 lead. And the Buccaneer defense, the secondary, having picked up Richard Sherman this week as a free agent, the former Seahawk world champion, the former San Francisco 49er, he was making an impact with some tackles. And safety Antoine Winfield also making an impact here as well. Third down and 10. Patriots need to reach the Buccaneer 48-yard line. Shotgun formation, now sidecar right. Two receivers to the right of Mac Jones. Tight in on the left edge. And Jones takes the snap. We run a stunt, go after him, gets the pass away. It is batted away. It is intercepted at the 34-yard line. Deflected pass by Russ Cockrell into the midst of a Buccaneer. Uh, Winfield Jr. and Antoine Winfield Jr. has got the interception. Yes, off the deflected ball, Winfield comes up with the takeaway with the uh, interception return. And give credit where it's due, the defense was better with the pass rush. It was better with the takeaways as they got after the New England Patriots. Suckup would add another field goal at this stage, or actually Suckup would miss the field goal. His only miss of the night as it turned out. It's so rare that he misses with all the Buccaneer kicking problems. He missed from 34 yards out. That seemed to energize the Patriots who got going on a drive themselves, and eventually it would end up a scoring drive after the missed field goal. 74 yards, 11 plays, and Mac Jones would cap it here. Second down and seven. Ball spotted at the Buccaneer 10-yard line. Bucks lead at the moment, three to nothing. Another shotgun with Damian Harris shifting to the right, dropping is Jones. Jones dropping, looking, cuffs the ball toward the end zone. Caught ball. It's a touchdown to win the Patriots. Hunter Henry, the tight end. Hunter Henry's touchdown. Gave New England their first lead at 7-3. That one, uh, an 11-yard touchdown completion from Mac Jones. Again, New England had dropped the first two games at home, but now they get in the lead and seem to be comfortable. Meantime, Tom Brady 
uh, would uh, would try to keep the Bucks into this one. And the, and the Buccaneer defense also would do a good job as well. Shaq Barrett getting into the act uh, right here as a defensive lineman getting after the uh, Patriot quarterback, Mac Jones. Defense trying to get the ball back. 3.44 to go in the second quarter. Shotgun set the snap to Mac Jones. Pressure coming. Job, the pockets collapses, and he is sacked for the second time of the game. Vita Vea just shoved the pocket, and Shaq Barrett got the sack. Again, great pressure throughout the night, rushing Mac Jones and leading to some errant throws and quarterback sacks. Eventually, Ryan suck up late in the first half here would draw the Buccaneers within one. From the far side hash, the spot in the hole by Bradley Pinion will be at the 34-yard line, 44-yard field goal attempt. Suck up ready. The snap low, the dug out, the kick is long enough, long enough, long enough, and it is good. Again, these are the calls of Mean Gene Deckerhoff as we rock along on nothing but bucks with the postgame coverage from Buccaneers Radio coming up. Here you'll hear from Bruce Arians, you'll hear from Ryan Suckup, who was the hero eventually, you'll hear from Tom Brady, and even Mean Gene uh, joined me here in the middle of the night from Foxborough. Hear all those conversations coming up. So at halftime, the Buccaneers trailed 7-6. We talked to Bruce Arians at the half and uh, asked him about, uh, hey, wasn't it big to get that field goal at the end of the half and have the ball coming out in the second half? He said, sure, but we got to go do something with it. we got to go get a touchdown uh, with it. And uh, the Bucks were not able to do that, as it turns out. They got the opening kick and had to punt the ball away. But that would lead to this, another Buccaneer takeaway early on in the third. Matt Jones, a rookie out of Alabama. First round draft pick takes the snap and gets the pathway swing pass out to the right fat tack. Oh, fumble football. It's loose. It's picked up by the Buccaneers. We've got the football at the 32-yard line. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman gobbles up the loose football. Welcome to the Buccaneers, number five. With the Patriots driving, that's a strip fumble, and Richard Sherman comes up with the ball. So Antoine Winfield knocked the ball out after the interception earlier in the game. It's a forced fumble, and Richard Sherman, just signed five days earlier, ends up getting the fumble recovery as the Buccaneers tried to get back in front, trailing 7-6, to six, but ended up having to punt themselves. And then Joe Tryon Shoyenka, the rookie, uh, continued with a fierce pass rush in this game. Mac Jones, shotgun formation, sidecar left, three receivers, bunch to the left side, dropping Jones, he sacked! Joe Tryon Shoyenka! Quarterback sack number two, a breakout game for the rookie from Washington. Again, part of four quarterback sacks for the Buccaneers on this night. And then the Buccaneers uh, would finally get in the end zone. They would move inside the red zone. A couple of completions from Tom Brady. Uh, One of those to Mike Evans. You got a good Leonard Fournette run. And then uh, Ronald Jones would relieve him once they got in the red zone. And that would lead to this. Josh Wells about the fourth time in this game checks in as an eligible receiver former Jacksonville Jaguar you got OJ Howard Cameron Great and Josh Wells on the right side running the ball as Rojo gets outside to the 5-3-2-1 touchdown is a touchdown Mr. Ref touchdown Tampa Bay great effort by Rojo to find that pylon and the Bucks score our first touchdown of the game an eight yard touchdown run by Ronald Jones the second That's an eight-yard touchdown for Ronald Jones, the 15th touchdown of his Buccaneer career, and as it turns out, the only touchdown of the night, putting Tampa Bay back in front at 13-7. The Patriots eventually would drive uh, back down the field, and they would be able to get a touchdown 
in the fourth quarter of this game, uh, late in the fourth quarter of this game, to take the lead 14-13. Mac Jones hitting another tight end, Johnny Smith, down around the goal line. So that put New England in front 14-13. Back in fourth game, Brady making some big throws with some big catches. Uh, the end result uh, is they move into scoring range again, and Ryan Suckup bangs through another field goal, this one from 27 yards out again, Put the Bucks in front 16-14. You wanted a touchdown in that instance in the fourth quarter, but instead you settle for the field goal. New England gets a field goal of their own, coming back with Nick Polk. And then with five minutes remaining, Brady would go to work with a couple of big completions, another one to Mike Evans, another one to Cameron Brake, got him in the red zone. Cam Brake, the former Harvard tight end, got inside the 10-yard line. Buccaneers then got backed up and then had an opportunity here to take a shot down the field, uh, trying to hit Leonard or uh, trying to hit Antonio Brown in the back of the end zone, could not do so on a third down play that would have been a touchdown. Uh, Antonio Brown couldn't get his feet in. And so the end result would be here with just outside the two minute warning with the Patriots having burned a couple of timeouts to stop the clock. Ryan Suckup would line up from 48 yards away. This for the lead, trailing 17-16, 2.02 to go. Near side, Ash, right-footed kicker. Pinion to hold. Good spot. Kick is airborne. It's got long enough leg. It's got long enough, long enough, long enough. And it's good! It's good! And the Bucks take the lead with 157 left. Again, Mean Gene Deckerhoff on the calls. That 48-yard field goal ends up being the difference of the game. 19-17, and it was up now to the Buccaneer defense in the final two minutes to hold off New England. And they were able to get a couple of big plays, uh, the Patriots. There was the benefit of a penalty, too, with them driving in the final minute of the game. But that would lead to the end sequence, where first New England got a great break from Bill Vinovich's crew, where they missed an obvious pick play. We talked about this on Nothing But Bucks last week with Sean McVay's LA Rams running the screens, the pick plays, running receivers at defensive backs and, and linebackers to block them off. And the Patriots did the same thing a couple of times on Sunday night, right in front of the Buccaneer bench. The outside receiver cut in on Levante David and picked him. And when he did, the uh, the uh, running back Bolden came right around the pick, a wide open for a 20-yard catch. Should have been called. It was missed. Sooner or later, the Bucs are going to keep sending these plays to the league office. And the officials working the game with Miami or the Thursday night game with Philadelphia are going to call the pick route, the rub route, the screen with the receivers and the bodies and the physical contact. So anyway, that would lead New England to a chance to try to get into close field goal range. Third down and three, though, Levante David bats the ball down. And so now fourth and three, Bill Belichick decides with just under a minute to go, hey, I'm going to try the long field goal from 55 yards out for the lead. And the spot of this ball for the field goal attempt will be the 45. It will be a 55-yard Field goal attempt with 59 seconds left. Nick Folk has kicked 36 in a row. Can he make it 37? I hope not. 19-17, Bucks lead by two. The hold by Jake Bailey, the snapper Cardona. Here's the kick. He gets it away. It's is it long enough? Is it long enough? It's no good. It hit the upright. It's no good. Bucks lead 19-17. And Nick Folk's streak of 36 straight comes to an end. And doink off the upright. Buccaneer fans, I have to say, if we're standing on the sideline in the rain Sunday night, how many times have we seen a bad missed kick uh, over and over and over again? 
uh, that cost this team over the last 10 years. Missed field goal after missed field goal. Well, now you've got a guy in Ryan Suckup making him, and it's Nick Folk who missed some field goals for the Bucs, and that's why he was gone uh, at the end of that season. Uh, Folk uh, misses there. It would have had the distance, but he was off the left upright. No good. And that's tra- that snapped a streak of 36 straight makes going back, obviously, to last year for the Patriots. The end result is the Buccaneers in victory formation. Tom Brady kneeling down. And the bottom line is the Bucs get the victory 19-17 to with those kneel downs. There was a brief postgame moment where Bill Belichick came over and patted Tom Brady on the back and shook his hands. A lot of his teammates came up to him. Just another comeback win, another fourth quarter win for the greatest of all time. 44 years old and still making the throws and making the plays. He didn't have the greatest statistical game. We'll go over that in a minute. But it was good enough to get the win. And again, soaking up that ambiance and the rain and the cold for those that stuck around. Quite the, uh, quite the show. It wasn't the best played game, but it certainly was a dramatic finish with the Buccaneers getting the winning field goal with two minutes left and then holding off the Patriots before they could do anything. Tom Brady, 22 of 43, 269. And not his best stats on the night, but hey, he got the Bucks in scoring position. We didn't have it on the highlights, but there was a um, a penalty on New England, a pass interference, 33-yard penalty on a Leonard Fournette pass on that key field goal drive. And it's the right call, folks. Patriot fans can boo and bemoan it on sports radio and on the internet all they want, but Kyle Van Noy is running into Leonard Fournette before the ball got there with his back turned. It was textbook. It's what you teach the officials on what to look for on pass interference. He's got his back to the play, never looks back for the ball, and hits the receiver before the ball is there. Yeah, it's probably a split second before, but you can't make contact with your back to the play and not have it be pass interference. That has to be called every time, 10 out of 10, and that helps set up the winning field goal. Fournette, by the way, for his part, had 91 yards on 10 carries. The Buccaneers had three players with 50 yards or more receiving. Chris Godwin, three catches, 55 yards. Antonio Brown, seven catches, 63 yards. Mike Evans, seven catches and 75 yards. Fournette had 47 yards on three balls. So Leonard Fournette had 148 total yards from scrimmage. Played very well, drew that flag on the key final drive. He ran tough. Playoff Lenny was regular season Lenny. So give the Bucs some credit on all of that. We'll go over more of the numbers in a moment. First, on a happy Hooters postgame show, late night Sunday night here was Bruce Arians with me off the 1917 win on his birthday, no less. Happy birthday, Coach. Tell me about gutting this one out on your birthday to get the win. Yeah, it was it was a great team effort. I, I thought the Bucks beat the Patriots, and uh, so much of this week was uh, anything but team sports. And... Uh, you know, everything was about Tom and Bill, and uh, this is a team game. Uh, really, really proud of our team. Let's talk about what turns out to be the winning drive. Tom Brady able to get you in position. You first got the pass interference call, and then you were able to move into field goal range for Ryan Suckup's fourth field goal of the night. Just speak more on that drive. Yeah, I really wanted that touchdown to Antonio Brown. It was really, really close, and, uh, you know, we wanted we wanted a touchdown right there, but uh, – it was a great drive. We got the matchup we were looking for outside, and Lenny, Lenny turned on the burners and uh, ran by Van Noy. So it was a good matchup. Tom saw it and put a great ball on him. On the uh, Antonio Brown second incompletion, was that a situation where you just loved that play? It was a similar play, and you just went right back to it, taking yeah, the shot? Had, we had a different interior play going on, but if we got the look we were looking for, we did, and uh, it was off his fingertips. 
you gutted this one out, uh, and on the final drive, uh, Levante David, one of the one of the stalwarts of this defense for ten years, on a fourth down or on a third down play, leaps up and bats the ball down. Can't say enough about the whole defense. Great pressure all night. Got their hands up. Got the turnovers. Uh, you know, the play before Levante got picked and never got called. I was, I mean, Ray Charles could have saw that one, and uh, we don't we don't get it, but. Um, just a great finish to a, to a hell of an effort. And you had to go to some new guys. Richard Sherman, who you just signed this week. Pierre Desir, who was not on the roster until this week. Uh, and even Mike Edwards had to step in at safety. What does it say for the depth and the, and the quality of the coaching staff, coaching the guys up as well to get them ready yeah, to go? Yeah, Jason does a great job of giving us guys that can play. And, uh, you know, getting Sherman here, getting Pierre in here uh, really was big. Um, Kevin Ross, Todd Bowles did a great job of getting them ready to play. You know, again, as you said, it is a team game. It is a team win. And off the loss last week, what does this do for this team now to gut it out and win this one tonight? I put this back in first place. And, uh, you know, it, when you have great leadership, you don't lose two in a row. And we've got great leadership. Uh, there were a couple of injuries in this game. Carlton Davis uh, left. Also, Antoine Winfield was being evaluated for a concussion. Any updates at all on those guys no, at the moment? Not at all. We'll wait, wait, see, and put them in, in the MRI tubes and see what happens. All right, Coach. Congrats. It still is barely your birthday. Happy yeah. birthday before Thank Sunday is up. Congratulations. Right. Thanks, guys. Love the head coach and love the victory, and now it's on to play the Miami Dolphins coming this weekend off the win. And give this team credit. Playing better defense with the four sacks, the two turnovers, holding the Patriots to a field goal late and then being able to stop them near midfield where they couldn't run the clock down. Give, give credit to the defense. That's for sure for playing a lot better in this game off that loss to the Rams. And again, I, I will say this again with Gene in a few moments. I just I never doubted that Tom Brady was going to be able to get you into scoring position. And even if Folk had made that kick from 55 yards out, there was still 50 seconds or so left in the game and there's still two timeouts left. I had every confidence. Again, we're broadcasters. Your fans that are listening to this. You've got an air of confidence that Brady's not going to let this team lose. So give credit where it's due uh, to this team. More from the Hooters postgame show, including Ryan Suckup. Four field goals, such a money kicker. Been a bit of a journeyman playing with Kansas City and the Titans, but we love him in Tampa Bay for all time with the great kicks in the postseason and Super Bowl 55 as well. And now he comes back and helps win this game for Tom Brady and the Bucs in New England. Here was the Buccaneer kicker when it was done. Well, what a win for the Bucs. And Ryan Suckup is one of the heroes. Your 48-yard field goal just outside the two-minute warning proves to be the difference. Let's begin right there with that kick, the rain coming down. What, if anything, was going through your mind? Yeah, um, obviously that was that was a, a situation that you know you try to prepare for, you try to practice, uh, and you know I just credit to our guys. The guys up front did a great job protecting me. Um, you know Carson threw a great ball back there. Bradley got it down. Um, we were able to knock it through, and uh, I'll tell you what that one <laughs> that one felt really really good. Uh, it was it was raining. We were going straight into the wind. Um, Definitely one of the more difficult kicks I've ever had, and um, I'm just really thankful that we were able to knock it in. And, you and had, get a win. pardon me, missed one earlier in the game. How did you refocus? What, if anything, were you saying to yourself over on the sideline? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, things happen in this game, and uh, you know, we're not going to be perfect. We strive to be, but it's probably not going to happen. And, and not a lot of times, you got to bounce back. Um, you know, I was tested. Um, you know, went over, just said a quick prayer, said, Lord, give me peace, help me to knock this through. And uh, fortunately, we were able to do that. Did you believe as the fourth quarter was unfolding and knowing who's at the controls, Tom Brady, this is going to come down to a kick? Were you thinking that at all? 
Yeah, it just kind of felt like that game. Uh, felt like that kind of game. Uh, you know, it was it was wet conditions. It was tough. Um, you know, it, we had a, a bunch of field goals tonight. It, it felt like we were probably going to need another one there at the end. And finally, so much was made about Tom Brady's return. But as the head coach just said, the Buccaneers needed to get back on the winning track. Still, it all it rolls into one storyline here. Brady's return is a win, and the team is back in first place, right? Yeah, absolutely. Huge, huge team win for us. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we, were, we all wanted to do this for Tom and for Gronk and AB and all the guys that had ties here. Uh, but, but, you know, particularly Tom. He's so gracious to everyone. Uh, he's such a leader. He treats everybody so well. It's hard to explain. Uh, and so for him to be able to come up here and get a win, um, it's extra special for all of us as well. Clutch, clutch, clutch. Four more made field goals, 48-yarder for the win for suck up. And again, the Bucks got the kick that the Patriots did not get in the 1917 win. And we have waited long enough to hear from the greatest of all time, the GOAT, Tom Brady, on everything. On the, on the return to New England, on the drama of this game, on being around some of his uh, former teammates, his former head coach, his former owner, Bob Kraft. He shared a moment with him a couple of moments before the game on the, under the stadium, the bowels of the stadium by the Buck locker room. After the game, he shared some moments with Bill Belichick. Here was Tom Brady on all of it late night Sunday night. Uh, I'm not surprised. I just I, I try not to predict what was going to happen and how I'd feel. And had a few emotional moments this week just thinking about all the people that have really meant so much to me in my life and that are a part of this community. And I'm um, just very grateful for, you know, amazing time here. And um, like I said, my football journey took me somewhere else. But I'm really enjoying that. And great to get a win, 3-1, and one, I know, to make it about the game. But... You know, three and one against a really good football team tonight's where, where we wanted to get done. Um, I mean, all those are personal. So we've had a personal relationship and, um, you know, for 20 plus years. So he drafted me here and I've had a lot of personal conversations that should remain that way and they're very private. And I would say so much is made of, of our relationship. And, um, you know, as I said earlier this week, you know, from a player standpoint, you just expect the coach to give you everything he's got. And as a, I'm sure as a player, that's what he was hoping for me. But um, nothing's really accurate that I ever see. It's all kind of, uh, you know, definitely doesn't come from my personal feelings or beliefs. And I have a lot of respect for him as a coach and obviously a lot of respect for this organization and, um, you know, all the different people here that try to make it successful. Well, I couldn't run through the normal tunnel, so... Um, yeah, it just happened to be the opposite way tonight. And uh, it's just fun, a lot of emotions, and it's a very, uh, very emotional week. Just, again, these guys are like my brothers, you know what I mean? And I got to, you know, there's two groups of people, I, all of my Bucks teammates that I love and, and uh, I'm going to battle with every week. And then there's another group of guys that I see, and those are my friends that I've been with for a long time, Matt Slater and Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower and John and Devin and, David Andrews and Hoyer and um, there's a whole crew, Josh and it's just, you know, these are, these are the people that I've shared my life with and uh, very grateful for everything that they've uh, kind of uh, contributed to my life. I'm very blessed. I just think it's an amazing um, statistic in that so many people can share in it with me. So quarterback doesn't throw and catch, quarterback can just throw it and it's uh, yards uh, passing yards have to be caught. So I just hope that everybody who caught passes from me over the years uh, just had a little smile on their face tonight, just knowing that they contributed to, you know, a very cool record. And there's some people that have kind of preceded it by name 
you know, Drew Brees, who I look up to, is a hell of a guy. Great player, Peyton Manning, who's one of my all-time favorites. Brett Favre, Dan Marino. Um, but obviously, you know, my teammates who caught all these passes over the years uh, mean an awful lot to me. They did a good job. They did a good job. I mean, it was a t it was a tough game, hard-fought game. We ran the ball well, moved it. We just didn't get it in the red zone. You know, we had a few kind of costly uh, drive-killing kind of mistakes that limited us uh, getting really scoring touchdowns. It would have been a lot different. But um, you know, just proud of our teams. Tough weather. Um, you know, just a very typical day. We had to grind it out and. They did a good job. Yeah, they did a good job. I mean, it's they 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 got a good team. They got good cover players. They got, you know, they got a good rush. Got some good hits on me tonight, so I'll be a little sore tomorrow. It's been a great stadium, you know, for me for a long time. So I don't know what the future holds. You know, obviously there could be an opportunity to come back here. So we'll see. I I feel like I'll always be a part of this community, and um, I'll be I'll be up here quite a bit when it's all said and done. When I retire, I'm sure there'll be you know a lot of time for. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends up here, and it's a great place. And, again, my kids were born on Beacon Street in the city. And, um, you know, it's just it's amazing. been an amazing place for me. It still is. And uh, I obviously see a lot of uh, familiar, friendly faces. And uh, it's great to see you guys, too. Again, not his best game, but give Tom Brady a lot of credit because when it mattered the most, he got the Bucks in scoring position, and Ryan Suckup took care of the rest. All right, so as I've been saying on Nothing But Bucks, something special. When we're hanging out at Foxborough Stadium and waiting to try to get back, I did have the chance to speak with Mean Gene Deckerhoff, the legendary Hall of Fame voice of the Bucks, for his thoughts on this 1917 win. Here's our conversation. Of course, on Nothing But Bucks, when you win dramatically at Gillette Stadium, Tom Brady's return, you got to have somebody special. And I got the voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Hall of Famer Mean Gene Deckerhoff, with me. Uh, Gene, this was not the prettiest of games. It was dramatic, and the Bucks found a way to win it. How do you think they pulled this out in the end, both sides of the ball and overall? Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, <laughs> and O'Ryan Suckup, four field. We only scored one touchdown, uh, TJ, and, uh, and that touchdown was a nice run by uh, uh, Rojo, Ronald Jones II, but uh, four made field goals, including a 48-yard winner in the rain. Now, I mean, that's, that's huge. So Ryan Suckup, Tom Brady, and uh, Leonard Fournette, 91 yards rushing, caught another 35, 37 yards worth of passes. So he had he had a game like he had during the playoffs. I mean, it added up to a Bucks win, and it took every bit of that. And, oh, how about Richard Sherman, his first game as a Buccaneer? He had seven tackles. That was tops on the team. And got a fumble return. The defense looked like the defense that we saw down the stretch last year with four sacks, with two takeaways, including an interception in the first half. That was key. The, de the defense played much better tonight. Yeah, I thought our defense played at a level where we could win football games and get back into the playoffs. Maybe you win the division, you know, all of a sudden four games into the season, uh, NFC South Division, we're co-leaders with Carolina. Yeah, and you cannot say enough about Tom Brady in that circumstance. How many times in a Patriot blue uniform, as I keep saying, did he win a game in the fourth quarter at Gillette Stadium? It's almost bizarre. People keep asking me about this, and it was a little bizarre standing down there watching him go against the Patriots. Uh, we're just glad he's on our side because there was another winning drive with two minutes to go. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom <laughs> Brady. He is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And, uh, you know, everyone that wears pewter uh, uh, pewter and red for the Buccaneers on this team uh, that were on the team last year, on the team this year, they've got a Super Bowl ring to say, thank you, Tom Brady. 
Yeah, no doubt. Bruce Arians was saying to us on the Hooters postgame show, and we just replayed the interview a few moments ago, hey, it is a team win. Remember, it's a team game. But you know, Ryan Suckup said it to us. Several other players said it after the game as well. They wanted to win this for him and find a way to win it. And how much more impressive, just one more, coming off the loss to Los Angeles all the way across the country to come here and get this win with everything and all the eyeballs on it. This was a tough uh, tough two-game two swing. You play on the West Coast, you come back, play on the East Coast, you play in wet, rainy weather for the first time this season, you still find a way to win against a team and a coach that did not want Tom Brady to win this ball game, and we found a way to scratch out a 19-17 win. You know, Dave Moore mentioned something on the broadcast that uh, I think it, it sort of sinks into me. I hadn't thought about it. But, you know, we, we, we are the defending Super Bowl champs, and every team we play, they want to knock us off. It's not like we're going to roll into New England and win 35-10. to 10. They want to beat you because you're the defending Super Bowl champ. And I asked Dave, I said, do you think that has sunk into this team? He said, well, he hopes it sinks in because we're going to get the best shot the rest of the season. I think it's a great point that you make. Rejoice, Buck fans, right? It's a victory. Take the big, take the victory and run. Go Bucks, right? Go Bucks. Fire them cannons. Love me some mean Gene Deckerhoff. Thank you, Gene. <laughs> Go Bucks. A win is a win. It's a 3 and 1 start for the Buccaneers. It's a win in New England, only the second win ever in New England. 2000 with Sean King, Keyshawn Johnson, Mike Allstott, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, Martin Gramatica. That's the last Buccaneer team and the only Buccaneer team before Sunday night to win in New England. It had been a bit of a house of horrors. And again, you don't play there, but every eight years now. But Tom Brady gets the victory in his return. A couple of other accolades and some things that we want to make mention of here. Uh, Give Tom Brady uh, full credit for the job that he has done uh, with leading this team. He still leads the NFL in passing yards, heading to Monday Night Football. Uh, He leads uh, all of the NFL so far this season through the games heading into Monday night out of all 32 teams. So give credit where it's due there. Uh, A couple of other items here in this one. Levante David played in his 141st uh, game for the Buccaneers, passing Warren Sapp for ninth on the all-time list. And Levante had the big defensive play at the end, batting the ball down so many times. As we talk with Bruce Arians about Levante's name gets called, over and over again, big hit, big tackle, fumble, strip, interception. Made the big play there at the end. Love Levante David for that. Buccaneers only allowed minus one yard rushing. That is an all-time franchise record. They previously had allowed only two yards rushing in a game with the Miami Dolphins in November of 2013. New England could get nothing going on the ground uh, whatsoever against the Buccaneer defense. By the way, the Buccaneers now have 29 games since 2019's opening week. Since the beginning of 2019, 29 Buccaneer games without a 100-yard rusher. Minus one for Belichick's Patriots. And folks, one more time as we close it out on nothing but Bucks. You can't say enough about the atmosphere. They welcome back Tom Brady with open arms, but they are clearly stinging. They are hurting. They're now 1-3 in New England with the rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. And New England better figure it out. Bill Belichick better figure it out. Because if the Bucs keep winning and the Patriots keep losing and the Buccaneers are back in Super Bowl contention, I keep saying this, if the Bucs are back in Super Bowl contention and New England has a losing season and misses the Super Bowl, misses the playoffs and the chance of the Super Bowl, uh, without Tom Brady, <clears throat> you can't say enough. Uh, it, you won't be able to say enough about – this situation and the final chapters being written on the legacy of Brady versus the legacy of Bill Belichick. 
Bill Belichick's a Hall of Fame coach. You cannot take away the six Super Bowls. But if you want to start talking about what was more important, if the Patriots can't even find a way to have a regular, a winning regular season, if they end this 17-game season with like six wins or seven wins and miss the playoffs, and the Bucs end the regular season with 13 or 14 or 15 wins, 15 may be a stretch. 15 and two, I don't know. 14 and three, certainly realistic. You're only going to lose one more game the rest of the year? Maybe. But if Brady does that and New England has a losing record again and misses the playoffs, the legend grows for Brady, and the legend shrinks a bit for Bill Belichick. I'm not saying he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. I'm not saying he's arguably the greatest coach ever. Certainly in the modern free agency era, he's got to go down as the greatest coach. Bill Walsh won three Super Bowls with Joe Montana. Chuck Knoll won four with those Steelers and Hall of Famers and Terry Bradshaw at the helm. Lombardi's Packers with Horning and Bart Starr and all those great defensive players in the 60s. But Belichick's a Hall of Famer. But the luster may continue to go off here. If they continue to lose, which they're 1-3 now. He's never been 0-3 as the Patriots coach at home. They're 0-3 now after the loss Sunday night. Let's hope it continues for the Bucs with winning. Again, I'm short on voice. You can tell it's been a long night and a long weekend, but worthwhile here on Nothing But Bucks. Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins will be coming up this Sunday. Raymond James Stadium, we're back home. That is a one Eastern time kick. We'll be on the air, Buccaneers Radio, at noon Eastern time. Time to scramble back to Tampa early on Monday. And again, uh, thank you for finding me on this podcast. My thanks to Jerry, Jason Berenger helping me with highlights and uh, the interviews. Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. Thanks to everybody with Buccaneers.com for helping get this podcast out again through the Buccaneers mobile app. Buccaneers.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You automatically get it on the day after the game. We'll be back next Monday after the uh, upcoming game with the Dolphins. And then, of course, there's a Thursday night game after that with the, the Eagles. We'll be back. I'll do another one in the middle of the night. We'll be back on Friday morning after that Eagles game a week from Thursday. But the next one is the Dolphins at home. The first time in four years we've played Miami. Back-to-back AFC East opponents. Bucks trying to be 4-1. and one. Back in first place in the division, as the coach said. 3-1. and one. Gene said it too. 3-1 and one tied with Carolina, who we'll see later on in the year. The other three NFC South teams all lost. Carolina, Atlanta, and the Saints losing in overtime to the Giants. So the Bucks get the win. They're now 3-1. and one. We get ready for the Dolphins this week. And we will come back on Nothing But Bucks after it's done next Monday. For now, we're done here from New England. 19-17 the final. Tom Brady's return is a successful return. Congratulations to Brady, Ryan Suckup with the kicks, and the entire team. The defense playing great. All those great pass catches by Evans and Godwin and Brown, it all paid off. Foot of Ryan Suckup helped win this game, 1917. And we've been recapping it. We'll talk to you after the Dolphins game on Nothing But Bucks. Bye.